Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Today's episode, we are talking to Ginny and hearing her amazing birth story and journey. There's a couple words that come to my mind when I think about Ginny's story, and I'm just going to list them off in no particular order. Trust faith, surrender, love, loss, spirituality, connection, intimacy, honesty, courage, vulnerability. Yeah, I could go on. This is a really amazing story and one that I think will give you goosebumps, maybe make you tear up, make you laugh. It's it's got it all. Uh, Ginny is mama to Grace, Gracious, uh, and Deborah, whose birth story we're going to hear about. Now, Ginny and her husband James live in Alabama, and so at the time of her pregnancy and birth with Deborah, and uh, during our interview, home birth was illegal in Alabama, and it has just recently been shifted to be legal to have certified nurse midwives present with you at your home birth, but it wasn't then, and when we talked to Jenny, so we got to hear about that and how that meant free birth, unassisted birth, and that's what... Um, Miss Deborah's birth was. So listen in. It is an amazing episode and I'm very excited for you to hear it. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hi, Sarah. It's so great to be with you and Matthew this morning. Oh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> it's awesome to have you hanging out with us at the Doing It at Home podcast. Yeah, we're super excited to talk with you, Jenny. Uh, it was great chatting with you before we hit record. And uh, you have a you have an amazing story, and you know we're we're interested in learning some of the things that you know you learned in your process. So, like Sarah said, thanks for coming on the podcast with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. Just just honored to be uh, able to share my story. So, yeah, yeah. So kick it off with part of who you are and tell us, you know, who's in your family, where you live, what you're up to. Okay. Um, well, my husband and I, James. Um, we have a little girl. Her name is Gracious, and she's three. And then we have Deborah, and she's nine months. And we live in Birmingham, Alabama. And we've been here about three years now. Great. That's that's awesome. So you're, you live close to us. Yes, not Probably, too far. Probably yeah, a couple hours away. Yeah, just a few hours. Hmm. So can you walk me through a little bit of your history, you know, like we were talking about, um, as Matthew said, we had an awesome conversation before we hit record and you just gave us a little bit of your backstory as far as growing your family, um, to where you are now. Right. So I have a little bit of an interesting story there. Um, 
my husband and I got pregnant on our honeymoon, actually, um, oh, wow. which was a surprise. Yeah, it was it was a fun surprise. And um, so we ended up. I'll just go ahead and share. I'll just go ahead and share my guts. Is that yeah. OK? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, yeah. And I know that, you know, you guys seem to be spiritual. So I'm just going to share a little bit of that journey, too. Um, mm. I had a dream when we were engaged, actually that we had a son named Isaac and that was it. I didn't see him in the dream. It was just a concept. And I would just, I told him, I said, Hey, I think we're going to have a son one day and we can name him Isaac. So, um, when we got pregnant on our honeymoon by surprise, um, we were like, Oh yay, this is Isaac. Um, this is so fun. And, um, so about two months into the pregnancy, I had another dream. And in this dream, I, I said, if I have a little girl, I'm going to name her Gracious and call her Grace. Because that's what me and James, my husband, that's what we bring into the world is the gracious heart of the Father, Father God. Mm. And that was the dream. And just to show the world that he's gracious and that he's good. And I woke up and I was like, wow, maybe this is gracious. Maybe this is a girl and we were wrong. And so about 17 weeks, we found out it was a boy. And we're like, yay, Isaac so confused about that other dream we thought we'll just save it for later um uh, if we have a little girl because i just love that that name gracious i've never heard that before and so about 21 weeks we go in for our routine ultrasound and found out that his heart had stopped beating about some some somewhere in the last week um we had lost him between appointments and so obviously we were induced and i delivered him um, buried him, the whole deal. Um, and so we were devastated as parents. We were, we were devastated because we, we felt like parents, but we had no child. Right. And there's not a lot of people that can understand that feeling right. or know what to say to you. And so we just were walking this grief journey, just raw and, and feeling very alone. But we just held on to that dream that I had about the little girl. And we just said, you know what? That was God telling us that he has a promise for us and that we need to try again. And even though we were afraid, we just went for it, <laughs> so to speak. And, and eight weeks after I delivered him, we got pregnant with her. It was immediate. It was a miracle, really. Wow. It really was. And, of course, we waited the 20 weeks to find out it was a girl and it really was gracious and the whole thing. So she's our miracle girl for sure. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh-huh. Oh, that's and then, amazing. Um, I got goosebumps yeah, listening crazy. to you describe all of that, that whole, that whole thing. I mean, your, 
your trust and your faith and your surrender and hope, you know, in, in all of that, um, you and James together as, as a unit, as a partnership, um, that's, that's remarkable. I, I think that's so inspiring. Yeah. And so this story gets a little, a little more interesting here. Um, it's kind of repeats itself a little bit. Um, hmm. In 2014, um, Grace was about a year old, and we decided we were going to try again for another baby, for our second baby, um, and for our third, whatever you want to call it. Right. And um, so we started trying, and um, we it took about six months. And in that six months of trying, I had um, two dreams back-to-back. I think it was even in the same night I just had two dreams. And the first dream was I was holding up a positive pregnancy test. And the second dream was that I had a daughter named Deborah. Hmm. And so, again, I got the name in the dream. Wow. And that was it. And I thought, cool, okay, positive pregnancy test, that's Deborah, awesome. So when we got pregnant about six months into trying, we thought, yay, this is Deborah, no problems, no hitch in the road, you know. Um, but it ended up being the same story almost. And we lost that baby at about three and a half months in wow. to the pregnancy um, due to some medication issues and or not being on the medication, I should say, um, because they found out it's a it's actually a blood clotting factor that affects the placenta and the cord. Mm. So I have to be on a, a blood thinner, basically mm. um, a shot, a daily injection. Um, so because I did not do that, um, we lost that baby, and we were devastated again because we thought, you know, you think we've been through loss. We, we already did this. We don't need to learn this again. We're, we don't need to go through this again. Yeah. And we just thought, you know, after a healthy pregnancy that everything was going to be okay and we were moving forward. And then it was like, you know, two steps back in the, in the healing process really for us because um, we're still grieving our son even though we had a beautiful daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so ended up... Um, trying for another six months. So we've been trying for a year at this point. And, and about another six months in, we get pregnant. And this time we are so sure in our souls. We're like, this is Deborah. <laughs> and a week and a half later, we lost the baby. And we were just, we were just undone. We were scratching our heads going, what is going on? We know that God has told us there's a daughter and she is, she's coming. And, um, so we just, man, I am a tenacious person. <laughs> I just was like, you know what, honey? I just, all it did was like fuel me even more to try. Yeah. Because I knew what what was in my heart and I knew what God had said to us. And I knew that he was faithful with our, our other daughter. I mean, she was standing right in front of us as living proof that, you know, if you keep trying and if you keep hoping, you will ha- have what you what you want, you know, what he promised. So, um, a week and a half, we, we knew about that pregnancy and we lost the baby. That was our third loss. And then, um, not even a full month later, we got pregnant again because it was such an early loss that my body just counted it as a cycle. And so two weeks later we got pregnant and, um, it was actually, this is crazy. It was, three years to the day, because it was Halloween, actually, when we lost our son, three years to the day on Halloween, we found out that I was pregnant with Deborah. Wow. Wow. 
What a wow. wow! What a three years. Yeah, what a three years. So <laughs> that was a a very hard three years, but yeah. yeah, it's so worth it. I I mean, what I said before about your faith, trust, and surrender, and you and James and and everything. I mean, that times ten. Now at the other <laughs> after you've described more of your journey and what you've gone through. I mean, that's. I I can imagine what you said earlier. A lot of people don't know what to say or or how to respond or how to can't connect with that. I, I yeah, I, I get it. How people are just at a loss for how to how to answer to that for you. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely hard. How, how did you and James support one another through those three years? As you know, all of the different circumstances that that really hit your your partnership well I think that our our partnership actually grew stronger um, after after we lost our son I mean we just had each other at that point mm-hmm. so you know we were kind of clinging to, to each other yeah um, and and it really just bonded us as newlyweds really um, and we felt after that experience we felt like we had been married much longer because we were just so so bonded by that experience and we let it bring us closer together instead of tearing us apart Mm -hmm. so and I think that later on after the second loss it was harder for me um I kind of just retreated a little bit um Mm -hmm. obviously for some reasons but um we got through it and um we are stronger than we've ever been so definitely definitely the home birth was a big a big uh, event for us, like just as a couple, yeah. since there was no one else there. <laughs> I I can imagine. I mean, you mentioned that tenacity. That's what I'm hearing through and through as you describe all of this. That that tenacious nature of yours. Um, so when you knew you were pregnant with Deborah, how did you move through the initial stages of that pregnancy? Um, how you know what was the planning process like, and how did you land on home home birth? Okay. Um, this is a great question. Um, this is the part where some people will absolutely just probably think I'm a little nuts, but that's okay. I had limited options. So, um, I, I did go to an OB, a really great OB, um, about an hour away because that's, that's how far I was willing to drive to have a good OB. Um, and cause I had to be, I have to have this prescription that I'm on. I have to go to an OB because I'm high risk and all that. Um, because after the stillbirth, you, you're just automatically labeled high risk yeah. no matter what, Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Um, so it's even more limiting of options. Oh, true. So, but I did, I did um, continue to go to my regular appointments and have prenatal care and all of that. I was very careful to do that and um, educated myself as much as possible just at home about birth, the process of birth and everything really that I could get my hands on. I just educated myself. I even watched YouTube videos of birth. I mean, I was just like, you were in I, it. <laughs> I was mentally, I was mentally preparing myself. Yeah. Um, but, but really I just came to the decision that it was, it was right for me to do a home birth because just the anxiety that I had personally, you know, some people may be able to go to the doctor, no problem, but I just had so much anxiety about it. I felt like I was going to the doctor to see if something might be wrong. 
Does right. that make sense? Yes, it does. Like, like, like there's something to diagnose. Like, if there's something, they're going to yeah. find it kind of thing. I exactly. It was where it was more of a precaution for somebody else. To me, it was, it was just terrifying that they were going to find something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just did better on my own with at my house. Just I had peace. I was like, I don't want to be messed with. You know, I don't even like ultrasounds mm-hmm. <laughs> because of my experience. And um, even though I did have them, but. Um, it just was right for me. Now, that's just for me. I can't speak for anyone else, but just my personal experience, I just knew that I could do this unassisted. Um, in my heart, I just thought, I, I've already buried a child. Like, what, are, what is the most that I could be afraid of? Mm. You know, I've already oh. been through loss. I've already walked through the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, is that really, you know what I mean? And And did God really give me all these dreams and all these things to to have something go wrong, you know, and it was just like, no way, you know, he's, he's going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's, it's going to be me and my husband and God, and we're going to do this together. So mm-hmm. I just had like a knowing right. in my spirit, just like, no, we can do this. And we don't have to do what other people think. We don't have to do what the world says to do or the system or whatever you want to call it. Like, so it was just a it was a big bold step Heck yeah. of just trusting trusting myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and how how about James? How was he in the in the process? And when you were coming on to home birth, what was his conversation around it? Oh well, and and this all goes back to our experience too. Is really. He, he's a, just a very supportive man. Of, mm. He's supportive of me. He trusts me. Um, he was on board and um, 100%. Now, he didn't really like the YouTube videos. He didn't ah. watch them with me. <laughs> but other than that, he let me, you know, just educate him about it. And um, he just he just trusted me, which is such a huge deal is to have that kind of support. And I know that I'm so fortunate to have that. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that after walking through our son's stillbirth, you know, some people, their outside reaction is, oh my goodness, can't believe your husband delivered your baby. Like, he's, y'all must have a special relationship and, you know, he must be so special. And like, well, you know what? That's true. We, we are, we do have a special relationship. But after you walk through death together, mm. then having a live baby is a piece of cake. You know what I mean? It's like, no, this is easy. We got this. Wow. <laughs> there's nothing to be, there's nothing that was like gross to us. <laughs> there was nothing. Right, right. Um, you mentioned just before, you know, doing what uh, may be the opposite of what people expect or culture or you mentioned the system. And when I think about the system, I think about, you know, if you choose to birth in a hospital with an OB, there's a very um, regimented, regulated structure for that. And maybe it varies a little bit state to state, um, but you, you can pretty much gather what to expect. You know, you're, you're going to go to your prenatals, your, your appointments, blah, blah, blah. You'll birth in the hospital. 
But to go the home birth route can look so different. And in a lot of ways, your options are different, let's say. I, I also mean limited. And how you can go about it because of laws and regulations. And that's something you experienced, correct, living where you do? So for our situation, it was very limited. Me being high risk and wanting a home birth in a state that doesn't even allow home birth. I was like, come on, <laughs> there's no... There's no chance, but um, but I just knew that that's what we wanted. So for me, that looked like going to my OB and my prenatal appointment. And, you know, maybe this, this it might not have been the best way to do this, but I really felt like it was the only way that I was going to experience it, is I just didn't tell my OB, honestly. I just didn't tell him, hey, I'm going to have a home birth without you. <laughs> You're not going to get paid. <laughs> you know, I don't think he would have appreciated that. <laughs> Wow. So we just, yeah, I mean, we did what we had to do. And um, so that's what we chose. And and we still, I mean, I went up to my appointments until the day before I went into labor. Mm -hmm. So we honored that. We did. We honored that care. But we just, just, we did not tell him that we were going to do the home birth. And to this day, he, written written on the paper in their office is that it was an accident. So Oh, okay. So like you didn't intend to. They're not. Right. They're not going to penalize me for having an unassisted birth at home. You can't, you can't, you know, have a law against that in case of accidents. Right. So, I mean, we told him, now this is the honest truth, though, is that my labor was less than two hours. Mm. And so this is, this is the cool part is that even if we hadn't planned a home birth, it would have been a home birth. Wow. It really wouldn't. Because I could not move from the spot I was in and it had only been an hour in like we were still waiting to see if the contractions were real labor and then it was like oh honey i'm in transition we're not like i can't Going move anywhere <laughs> yeah no way yeah. <laughs> no way so i mean it really worked out in our favor it was just a gift it was a gift it was like wow this really worked out to where i didn't feel bad about staying home like there was no there was not even a a second to even question or chicken out, like, no, this is happening. This is really happening. Right, right. Wow, wow. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So just to reiterate, and that I'm understanding correctly, in Alabama, home birth as a concept um, or assisted home birth is illegal. So in that case, to have a home birth, if you want to do that, you can't have any sort of medical profession there under the auspices of of a medical um, right. Okay. You cannot have a midwife outside of a hospital at home. Wow. Wow. 
I guess that uh, deters a lot of people from going the home birth route, right? Because I mean, if right. you, especially that's if you haven't done it point. before, then you're going to, oh, no, I'm not going to do it with anyone assisting me. Like, that's not safe or th- whatever. And then exactly. people just get funneled back into the hospital. Exactly. It's just the, it's the fear tactics to yeah. keep you in the mm. hospital, really. I find that so interesting. <laughs> Um, just to, to remove the, the trust of, of women with their bodies, I I find just, just interesting. And you above so many people I've spoken to, to have that level of trust with your body and everything you had, had gone through, um, just to allow that intuitive, higher power knowing I don't know. That's just what came to me. The best way to, to say it, you know, that we, yeah. our bodies know, and we know, and we're in tune with them and to just have the space to freely express them and birth our babies the way that is, is most resonating with us. Like that's, that's what I want to see and hear more of, not these structures and put in place to prevent you from experiencing something that could, you know, be this amazing, magical experience and uh, unleash your, your power and potential and healing, I would imagine the birth was incredibly healing for you. Mm, absolutely. It was very, very, very healing. Mm. Wow. And for listeners, if you want to see pictures and some more um, explanation of Ginny's home birth, we're going to have a link to um, your blog. You have an incredible blog post on this experience that when you sent it to me, when we first connected, I just, I had to keep rereading parts of it. I was just in awe of the, the, the beautiful way you describe it. It's so eloquent and it's so um, poetic. And the pictures are amazing. You're just so sweet. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be a link to that in the show notes. I highly recommend you go check that out to just see the, the joy, really. I just experience a lot of joy when I look at those pictures. And you can just tell that that bond that you talk about with you and and James it's it's so clear that that just became um more true and more solidified as you have gone on in in your journeys together and those babies are precious so that helps too (laughs) yes wow This episode is sponsored by our friends at Reverie and their power bed, which is designed specifically for you exhausted mamas out there. Yes, when we were first introduced to Reverie, one of my initial thoughts was, man, this would have been awesome when we were pregnant because I know sleep for you was a little bit of a challenge. Oh yeah, between hip pain, back pain, swollen feet, I mean, the list goes on and on. (laughs) Yeah, well what's cool is what Reverie has done is they've created this amazing power bed which allows you to adjust the bed, allows you to create different massages, all sorts of cool things that you can do from this nifty little remote that comes with it. Yeah, and I know you've enjoyed it because you've felt really cool using all the remotes, gadgets, (laughs) technology. Uh, Even in postpartum life though, you know, you mentioned being a little sad we didn't have it during pregnancy, which I definitely was. However, it's served well in postpartum life with nursing because nursing is not really comfortable to do in bed all of the time, but with that reclining feature, it's made nursing a lot easier. And one of the things I loved about Reverie's power bed is that you can use it with basically just about any mattress. We currently have an Ikea mattress on top of the power bed foundation and it is awesome. 
there was really little assembly that was required when the delivery men showed up. They just had to screw the feet on, plug it into the wall, and boom, we were ready to go. And this thing is pretty popular. Uh, it's won the Women's Choice Award six years in a row um, for best power bed. Um, Reverie's been around for over 14 years, specializing in, in power beds. And 98% of women who purchase one would recommend it to a friend or family member. So a lot of great credits on the, the power bed. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to learn more about Reverie's power bed, just hop on over to momsneedsleep.com slash home. Once again, that's momsneedsleep.com slash H-O-M-E. And it's super important you put the home at the end so that they know that we sent you. What for you now? Do you do you think you want to have more children? Um, well, are you ready for this? Oh, my. So, yes. Oh, my. So when I was about 36 weeks pregnant with Deborah and I was ready to go into labor any day, I had another dream. <laughs> Your dreams. Wow. I know. And and this is the um this is the the fun part or the kicker, I guess you could say, is that um my my husband, his grandparents, their last name is Taylor, the family name. Mm-hmm. And that night that I had the dream, his grandmother died. Mm. You know, we didn't know until we woke up the next morning and I'd already, I'd already had this dream. Um but in the dream I had a son named Benjamin Taylor. So wow. it's their namesake is Taylor. So it was a, it was like, wow, okay, that's amazing. Wow, you <laughs> you gave me so many goosebumps through this whole this whole story. Um, wow, your dreams that is that's remarkable. That's really something. Okay, so how do you how do you feel about that now? Thinking about the dream, do you does it register? <laughs> how do you feel about it? Well, honestly, I was so pregnant and so miserable that <laughs> I was a little bit mad. <laughs> I was like, really, God, can I just have this one first? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the fact that it was their namesake and, and that she had died that night, it was just so confirming to me that, okay, I didn't make this up, mm-hmm. just like I didn't make the other dreams up. And um, so we are we joke about Benjamin all the time, but I don't think we're ready yet. So we'll see how that plays out. Wow. Wow. And I like to look at um, the synchronicities and the kind of things that match up with each other. And, you know, that that line, that veil between life and death, I feel is 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 very thin. And so with, you know, one life transitioning, you know, James's grandmother and then another even even the concept like the the inception there of of this person right of benjamin whoever wherever he is um waiting for for whatever i think i find that so um beautiful it's like it gives me all the all the like fuzzies (laughs) absolutely we we kind of joke that um her name was nini we kind of joke that she just went to heaven and kind of just put in her her notice she wanted a grandson named after her so. right you seem to have a direct line to someone who's giving you you your direct like your orders or like who who's coming down the the pipeline so to speak the yeah. spiritual pipeline to come through you yeah <laughs> wow and then what what are some of the big maybe ahas or takeaway moments for you from this experience? I'm sure there's a lot, but if, I mean, if you, if you could just deduce it to a okay. couple. From the, from the birth itself? Yeah, just um, from all of this, everything you've talked about. I mean, really, I said this actually 
because the, the labor hit me so hard so quickly, I mean, I, I basically went into transition. I, I had probably been five or six centimeters already. And then when labor hit, you know, I just went straight into transition. So that's why it was so quick. Mm-hmm. But I just remember saying at that moment when I couldn't get off the floor and I knew like, okay, this is it. This is happening. And, and these contractions were hitting me so hard. And I just looked at, I was, I was on my hands and knees and wringing the sheets with my hands. And I said, honey, I looked at him and I said, this is hard, but I can do this. Oh, wow. And that is it. That is, that is, if I could walk away with one phrase, that is it. It's, it's hard. You know, home birth is not, it's not going to be easy, just like it's not going to be easy in the hospital if you have complications. But, um, you know, you could get an epidural, then it might be easy. But <laughs> hmm. I, I just said, this, this is hard, but I can do this. And just, it just kept me, like, solid and centered in that moment. Like, whatever life throws at us, we are strong women, hmm. and we can do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. And, I mean, you said it was pretty... Pretty fast and furious. You were in labor like two hours. Did you stay within your bedroom that whole time? And was it just you and James? Um, I realize I didn't even right. ask you about this. You know, was was Gracious asleep? What was happening? I love this so much because I had secretly wanted her to be there, my daughter. But I just thought I would never like, you know, make my three-year-old sit through that. I don't know how she's going to react. Mm-hmm. So I was just, we were just going to let someone come pick her up and then stay home. And, but when the labor got to picking up and I started making some noises, um, like just straight up yelling, actually, she woke up, it was about 530 in the morning. She woke up and at first she was very scared because she saw mommy crying or yelling. And, um, and then my husband, he just said, it's okay. Mommy's happy. She's happy. That's why she's making these sounds because she's going to have a baby. And so after that, she was totally fine. And he just gave her like a little snack and set her up. And she just watched the whole thing while she was eating pretzels. Wow. <laughs> it was amazing. Wow. And then had you, so you kind of um, were sneaky with your OB. Were, were other family members and friends aware that you were planning to birth Deborah at home? Definitely close friends okay. were, were aware. Some family was aware. Um yeah, you just you just never know who to share that information with something like yeah. that because you don't want all the negative feedback. Like yeah. I just don't want it. I got so you. So it kind of became a public thing afterwards, really. Okay. But um, but yeah, it was just James and I and uh, and Gracious. She she joined us right at the end there, and about ten minutes before Deborah was actually born, she came in the room, and so that was just amazing. She actually watched her be born. And I remember being on my hands and knees and I hear her little voice behind me saying, she's coming out. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah, it was just like, it, it actually made me laugh in the middle of pushing because it was so funny. And um, like a little so doula. Just like, we'll always be, <laughs> yes, it's like such a precious little moment for us as a family. And- I hope that she'll remember this one day. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you keep keep the story alive, you know, I feel like she she absolutely will. Yeah. And James caught Deborah, right? I mean, he welcomed her into the world. Right. He sure did. He sure did. He says that he's amazed at how little he did. He actually didn't do anything but catch her. Mm. He said, and so um, yeah, he just he he handed her to me and he said, "Mommy, here's your baby." 
And I think I was just in total, total shock, really. Wow. For about 10 minutes. I just sat there. I just sat on my knees and just stared at her like I didn't even wrap her up. Like she was probably cold. (laughs) That's so funny. I mean, I feel bad saying that, but like that's, that's just what happened. I was just in shock. I just, I just thought, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I just did this. And I just sat there with this big goofy grin on my face until someone came and wrapped her up. But um, yeah, it was pretty funny. So. Wow. That's, that's the so... only time I wish. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that's the only time I wish that there had been a third person, like a midwife there or someone, or even a sister or somebody to just help me because, you know, I knew all the stuff, but I was just sitting there looking at her and I just wish that there would have been somebody there to just grab her and wrap her up and get her warm. And yeah. I mean, everything was okay, but, mm-hmm. but looking back, I just wish, oh yeah, that would have been good if someone else had been there immediately. Um, but really everything went so well. We just, we went and took a bath together right after I gave birth to her and just kind of did some breastfeeding in the tub. So it was just so, so, so precious and so uninterrupted is the word. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, totally interrupted. I mean, to the point, I, I totally understand what you're saying. You were so engrossed in her, you know, maybe someone to be like, maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that would have been a little helpful, but yeah. that's, that's how it went. And that's your story, right? And that that's how right. that was the vision for it somewhere, you know, a, probably a combination of what you were envisioning and planning, James you know, Gracious probably had some some things thrown in there that maybe she wasn't articulating mm-hmm. like you or I would, but she was a part of it just as much. And um, that's that's so cool. And and so afterwards, you know, you took a bath and stuff together. You delivered the placenta all on your own. Did you cut the cord? I mean, you guys did all of that yourself. Right. So I the, the placenta actually delivered itself about okay. five minutes after I pushed her out. It was mm. just a clean process. It was so easy. Um, I actually read in, in somewhere an article that said that squatting and breastfeeding actually is the best way to get the placenta out because mm-hmm. obviously the, the hormones, um, you know, create the contractions. And if you're using gravity, then it's going to come out. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And yeah, we cut the cord and um, with a piece of string, actually. Wow. Oh, that's, ooh, you are so awesome, Jenny, and you're so <laughs> inspiring. And just the way there's a there's a lightness and there's a, a a bright spirit about the way you tell your entire story. You know, from from dark to light, um, the the loss and the 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 opening up of of birth and life all of it I mean you just you tell it in such a a a high spirited way that I think so many can learn lessons from not only the content of what you tell but the the energy and the the feelings around it your relationship to it is very inspiring Mm, thank you so much absolutely thank you so much I just just take those words to heart yeah yeah and this this beautiful family you've created this beautiful life um, you, you really hit on it with the, you know, it's hard, but I can do it as far as it, advice for, for other moms. But is there anything else, um, as we wrap up this amazing conversation that you want to say or share with other moms or families who might have elements of your story in their lives or are looking yeah. to home birth, you yeah. know, anything that you just want to bestow? For sure. I do. I have a few things. Um, Really, the main thing that I want to say 
is from my experience is trust yourself. Trust trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. Trust that inner voice that's in your heart. Um, you know, you might say that it's God. You might might just say that it's your your heart speaking to you. Whatever it is, but trust that. Trust that it that it is a truth and and that you know if you feel a certain way. Um, go for it. And obviously with my situation, um, I did educate myself as much as possible. Um, I would not advise anyone to be unassisted unless they really were educated and had peace about it like I did. Mm. Um, because, you know, I, I do think that having a midwife is best, but I wasn't able to do that. So we, we did what we could, and it ended up amazing, um, amazing experience. And I do think that women can, can be unassisted and it can go well. But I do, I think that just, if anyone were to ask me, I would say, yeah, I think a midwife probably is best. Mm. Um, just just to have that extra support besides your husband. I mean, just having that, having a womanly uh, person there, just, you know what I mean? So, um, and I do, I just want to say again, just trust your heart, trust your instincts. If you don't like your doctor and you want a doctor, find a new one. If you want to do a home birth, do a home birth. Just just know your options and educate yourself and trust yourself. Mm. That's amazing advice from amazing, amazing woman. So I would, I would take it and I would run with it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, And thank you for, for spending your time with us. Um, I just have one little one and I now understand so much the value of time and anyone who has children Mm. who's willing to do anything beyond doing something for their kids I have so much respect for (laughs) so you taking time (laughs) to talk um, with us I'm very grateful and I know listeners are grateful as well you have such an amazing story to share I'm I'm just so happy that you are brave and bold enough to to put it out there because a lot of people will go through what you're going through but don't feel as called to share it and that's okay um but then there's also people who don't get to hear that and and heal themselves and be inspired by it so i I think that's amazing that you you took this time well i'm just honored to um to be able to share and to be able to empower other women and to inspire and just to just to say yes you absolutely can do this and Mm. just such a so honored to be a part of what you and matthew are doing Thank you. Well, big love and hugs and kisses to James, Deborah, and Gracious. Yes, you too. To you and Matthew and your sweet girl. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Dadages. Hi there. I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.